podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everyone, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation, the number one Star Trek podcast hosted by Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Hello, I'm Matt. Hello, I'm Andy. <laughs> uh, well, Andy, it's, it's, good to, it's good to be back in the saddle and not having to talk about something that, uh, quite frankly, is so action-packed and frenetically cut and 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 full of amazing effects did you have to cut all that out uh what do you mean well usually when we do the marvel movies on the patreon you have you have to spend a lot of time cutting out us just silently watching action scenes you know i didn't do that probably in retrospect should have oh okay but a good reminder to so you know so next week when we do picard episode deuce uh look for a more streamlined version I saw some Picard hails, but I'm going to save those for the Picard oh, episode. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, if there's anybody who uh, wants to hail us regarding uh, the regular TNG, please feel free to do so. Uh, what's our email address? I'll just say that. STTNCpod at gmail.com. STTNCpod at gmail.com. And if you want to email us Picard stuff, go for it. We'll do it. We'll do those hails on the next uh it is helpful to write Picard in the subject heading, even if it's... Uh, I did say that, didn't I? I think you did, and people did it. Great. It very that's helpful. awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Then we all know what we're getting into together. But uh, right now, Andy, we're, we're talking TNG Season 5, Episode... Uh, what is it? 13? Or yeah. 12? 12. It's Episode 12, Violations. An episode that I remember from my youth as going... Uh... Huh? <laughs> Oh, even in your youth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Certainly was my reaction as an adult. (laughs) The amount of episodes that are about Troy being violated in some way is really concerning and bizarre. (laughs) It's kind of like we don't know what to do with someone who has a mind that is able to see other minds or be seen by other minds. Uh, So let's violate her. Yeah. I mean, even it's uh, you saw Nemesis. Yeah, I know. It happens in Again. Nemesis. And that's that's like a full-on yeah. fucking... Yeah, oh, man. Ron Perlman. Real rough. And then Riker leaves the bridge <laughs> to go uh, fight Ron Perlman in a Jeffrey's tube. Yeah. I mean, at least he, at least Troy gets a little payback in that one. Yeah. But. Yeah, he does. She yeah, is. she does. Yeah. yeah, they do. They sure do. <laughs> um, what is it, right. Mzadi? Tell me. Let's go to this one. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? I mean, only if you want to fully know what we're talking about here. Otherwise, no. Ooh, you did it. Ooh, nice. Spit it all in. <laughs> Very impressive. Um, I'm, uh, I'm kind of, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy to be visiting TNG again. Yeah. Just feels like it's, it feels like we've been away too long. Well, we have been away a month, and then yeah. we were, we were in the far future from TNG. Yeah. Let's. Let's enjoy our time on the Enterprise D and really appreciate it. And also, let's try to figure out what makes data not look like old data. data. (laughs) He doesn't. 
It's so interesting to me. Like, I mean, the 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 older the the Nemesis era data is obviously new to me. Yeah. But he doesn't look like that really either. Right. And it's a part to of me is like, part, I, you eyes. know what I think it is? What? I don't even think it's the eyes. I think it's the wig choice. Oh, you may be right. I think they didn't quite get the Brent Spiner hairline correct for TNG Arab data. There's something different in the voice, too, I will theorize. Well, I mean, that just may be you know, age. It's just age. I know. You know, Picard's voice is a little softer. But uh, I wonder if it is. I feel like. When Patrick Stewart is at full blast, kind of just being boisterous Patrick Stewart, it doesn't sound different. It's just so many of his character choices these days, as you know, Xavier and and Picard or old Picard and old Xavier, he's doing a worn down. Well, I, I don't know if it's a worn down in the sense of like he's. I don't know if it's so much a character choice or if it's just that's naturally how the voice goes when you're slowly sort of emoting you know it's gonna it's gonna show its age more i guess we're saying the same thing in different ways i feel like he is he's choosing to have, be someone who's well, kind of if anyone can do it guess who sure sir patrick stewart of loxley um before we go any further uh, matt let's do the segment of the show that is recurring where i ask if my my audio sounds okay to you <laughs> it does oh do <laughs> okay, you want to do you does it not sound okay to you uh, I don't know if it sounds I can hollow, but now that I... Bit. Oh, that? there you go. Maybe a little that's better? Yeah, so there you go, bud. I just need to feel real close to my own voice. Understood. Um, I will be peeking the crap out of it soon. Yeah, I do have to take us down in the post-mix usually. Yeah. That's reasonable. Because we get so excited. We sure do. About Star Trek. Get excited about Star Trek. We <laughs> shout at each other. We agree with each other emphatically. You know what's funny is we usually do agree with each other but we say it differently and, and turn it into an argument. We sure do. <laughs> In the meantime, let's head over to the Admiral's Club, shall we? Sure. Slow on the draw on that one, sorry. This could be like future and perfect version of our podcast where the Romulan holodeck simulation that is actually run by a little boy who looks like a gray alien at the end is not <laughs> running at its peak efficiency. <laughs> Could be. How long does that take you, Mr. LaForge? It shouldn't take you more than ten. Oh, Riker. I love you. <laughs> anyway, if you want to get into the Admiral's leave Club, alone with your Riker all thoughts. you got to do is go to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review, and you'll be welcome with open arms into the Admiral's Club. Here's one from MMKW78. He or she says, I like when, on theme, Riker sits on my desk. Uh, my workday just is just four podcasts long. Please put your production into Warp 9 so I don't run out of content. <laughs> well, I hope you should be happy because this week you're getting two. Whereas yeah. last and month you only got one. If you're in the Patreon, you're getting four yeah. in a week. And you're, uh, if all things go well, you're going to get another one next week. And you're going to get uh, I mean, I'll Patreon. call it this week because if this comes out on Sunday night, people listen to it on Monday. Thursday night, guess what? We're going to have to talk about Pickard. 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 Packard. Pickard. Packard. Um, I only did one, so we could get to the show. Oh, so my God, Andy, go into the so generous lounge, of you. Well, to you. Everyone else likes more. Sliding through this door. Oh, we got this way here. You know, I was I thought that the 10 forward and Picard would have more doors. Let's stand at the side of Here we are. Jay's 
really pulled up a snowstorm, oh, man. Nice. Freezing in here. Now, Ooh. when I throw this this snowball at you out in the hallway, will you still have snow on? Uh, if the hollow emitter is uh, hitting that point, sure, but uh, not. It shouldn't. Let's be honest. I just want to throw a shout out to John Matthews, who wrote that President Circle theme. It really is glorious. It does sort of. Uh, it it reeks of um, uh, Cupid. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> something you'd see in that ep- or hear in that episode. Great. Uh, do you want to explain how you? Uh... Yes, everybody. We have a Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can do so by uh, heading over to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC and uh, join us at the. Uh, all you got to do then, once you're in, leave a message. A subspace message. A subspace transmission or message, uh, and you could be selected to receive the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. It should be a subspace transmission. Somebody remind me of that and I'll change it next month. <laughs> um, anyway, these are uh, January's Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardees. There's already been a couple from the Picard episode. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, I might be running out of messages in that uh, on that uh, posting, so feel free to shoot more over. Um, pew, the, first, pew. the first one's from Lieutenant pew, Stephen... Pew. <laughs> Really difficult to concentrate. It's <laughs> <laughs> from Lieutenant Stephen Price, who says, "I would love it if I was in a holodeck uh, and I was like, uh, computer, every time a phaser is fired in this simulation, please make it sound like this." Pew pew. Oh, that's got to Someone's got to do that for the internet. <laughs> Somebody do that. Um, and someday it'll be on our Instagram. There you go. Stephen Price, Lieutenant Stephen Price, says, uh, Oh, uh, Matt mentioned writing up a list of episodes and movies for Andy to watch in preparation for Picard. What's in the list? As far as movies go, First Contact, for sure. Uh, at least for Alfred, w- Alfred Woodard's scene where she gets to say, You broke your little ships. Yes, that's a great scene. But should we watch Insurrection and Nemesis 2? I did. Um, I didn't watch Insurrection. Should a lot I of people. I found a lot of people skipping that, and that is interesting to me because I feel like thematically insurrection might play. Is it Borg uh, so stuff far? In no, it's not. But so far, I find that thematically, uh, insurrection has the most in common with Picard, the series. Hmm. You know, do you deal with refugees in that one? What he he deals with planet uh, relocation. Uh huh. He deals with Starfleet not doing the right thing. He oh. deals with resigning his commission. Mm. He deals with taking the captain's yacht, going rogue. Oh, yeah, it's that's all of, on. It's a lot of the stuff that we're theme. seeing in Pickard. Frankly, most of the things. Eh, I'm trying to think if this is true. I don't know. We're going to get into it, whatever the case, in our special uh, pre-card episode on uh, Patreon. On Patreon, so uh, so you can get all the answers to those questions there, and you'll hear it because you're in. Your, As a matter of fact, uh, I think I'm going to send you the list that I've watched Thank to make you. sure if there's anything else I should watch. I'd be happy to help you out. Um, and the end of his message is, they've always felt like, uh, about Insurrection Nemesis, they've always felt like boring extended TNG episodes to me. Um, do you agree with that? I agree with that in the Nemesis form. Yeah. I mean, not that, sorry, I misspoke completely. In the Insurrection side of things, and that's kind of what I, that's the thing I like about Insurrection. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear, there is an audio commentary Marina Sirtis and Frakes did for Insurrection that never Paramount was like we can't put this on a TV. Just them saying it was, this is no good? Like I think there was like even though Frank's directed it I think they were having a good time at the expense of the movie. Oh man I would love to. Maybe can Frakesy get get that to you? Uh, you know I should ask him. 
Oh, maybe he can maybe he can approve snippets that we can play. <laughs> um, and then Lieutenant Tara Hunter has just been having a little bit of a difficult month, and I wanted to uh, give her a shout out. She said nothing witty or interesting to say, but thanks for keeping me occupied when I got stranded in Orlando last month. Mom had an emergency surgery on the day we were headed back home from vacation. Oh wow! I was the lucky one who got to stay behind and live in the hospital for a week with her. Had to cancel my forty fifth birthday party back home. Uh, and spent my birthday at a bar listening to you guys. Uh, it wasn't as bad as it sounds. My friends called the restaurant and paid my tab. Oh, that's very sweet. That is very sweet. Anyway, you all were a great distraction. Uh, that helped me pass lots of boring hours. Thanks. Uh, you're quite welcome, Tara. Happy birthday. Tara, welcome to the uh, President's Circle and the Medal of Valor awardee sub lounge. Certainly. This must brighten your day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's snowing. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, you're going through a tough time. Uh, wonderful to have you uh, with us. And that's all we have for the President Circle, my friend. Oh, well, let's get out of here, Andy, shall we? Oh, it really kicked it up for us. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. I just can't even I can't even see where the door is, Andy. Can you it's find it? It's this way. Oh, it's the mat. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on your back. I'm, I'm just going to hold your back. Okay, okay, I'm carrying you out. Thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. That was something. <sighs> Thank you for getting me out of there, Andy. I fear that the safety protocols were off, and I could have died in the fake snow. You know, you're lighter than I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, well, gravity. Yeah, must be working out. It's different gravity on Oh, is that it? I've decided. (laughs) Um, And with that, now that we're in the corridor where we do the podcast, let's open the hail bag. Captain, Captain, we are being hailed. Um, Our first hail is uh, from Lieutenant Wendell. Oh, you know what? We don't know if, if Wendell's a lieutenant. He's not. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say Wendell Kemper. I mean, you I know can what? check on Wendell. I'll, I'll check on Wendell's credentials. Uh, okay, meanwhile, what does Wendell have to say? He says, hi, Matt and Andy. It's your friendly. You know, he may be because he's definitely written in before. It's your friendly neighborhood uh, linguistics. Linguistics. Oh, man. What a terrible Yo, word to stumble over. What a bad over. word. Because he's <laughs> Ling- linguistic. Yeah, <laughs> all of a sudden, you're You must be like, cringing, Wendell. Oh, my goodness. He hates us. Linguistics <laughs> professor again. Uh-huh. This time, I've made a sound cue for you to use at your leisure. I slightly modified a clip from the Futurama episode where no fan has gone before. I think of this line all the time whenever Matt slams down some quality Trek knowledge and it delights me. So I thought uh, there's at least a chance it might delight someone else. Um, Matt... 600, 600-ish square feet. Yes. One he's, adult he's a and one cat listener. in rural northern England. Though I'm originally from New Hampshire and lived in western Massachusetts for almost a decade, whenever you bring out your Boston accent, it makes me wicked homesick, <laughs> but in a good way. Uh, uh, that is excellent, Wendell. Thank you for listening to Excellent Adventure while you're, while you're doing all kinds of things out there in, in the great UK. Here is the sound cue that he sent. Myra. Seer of the tapes, knower of the episodes. Tremble before my encyclopedic knowledge of Star Trek. Tremble before my encyclopedic knowledge of Star Trek. I play the. I love it. I love it. And Wendell, you are a lieutenant. You are a lieutenant. Check it out. Oh, I'm glad you did check that. Both those pips are earned. Good for you, pal. You did it. Um, the next hail and last hail is from uh, Mike DeGeorge. Is he a lieutenant? 
Uh, I can find out. All right. And he says, Worf's son, Alexander, um, because we had a recent episode with recent, maybe a month ago, or maybe the month before even. It's all a blur, guys. Uh, anyway, he says, okay, I just got to the offspring where you guys, oh, he's one of the people who has picked up in the wake of everyone else. So he's sort of working his way through earlier episodes. But he yeah. says he got to the offspring where you guys interviews Frakes, uh, mm-hmm. four exclamation points, which is so awesome. Anyway, I was looking up other episodes that he directed and noticed Reunion, which introduces us to Worf's son, Alexander. A couple of weeks ago in real time, you met Alexander. Go, Alexander. You met the second Alexander, played yeah. by Brian Bonsall, yeah. who was also a little brother from Family Ties. Back in the early 90s, during the show's run, I attended a small convention where Brent Spiner was the guest. This was a one-day uh, deal with a Q&A and autograph session. Big multi-day conventions weren't a thing yet. Uh-huh. I will always remember this part of the Q&A, which brought the house down. A fan asks, when will they send Alexander away to Klingon school? And Spiner responded, well, first they should probably send him to acting school. <laughs> oh, shit. What a shade. That's a fucking <laughs> beautiful line. That's pretty great. From a from a very good actor and a very funny little uh, funny man. He's sure very funny. Um, and with that, we close All right. the hail bag. Hail bag close. Now, Andy, help me out here. Okay. I believe now is when we talk about the episode. Uh, we do this day in Trek history. Which is, to me, that's what I mean. Yeah, that is, but I do. I gotta tell I you. Do usually let me say, tell you right now. Okay. This is production number nine, 212, aired the week of February 3rd, 1992. Violations. That's right. Before we, uh, before we even do that, I forgot. Oh, just, no, you have another thing. Eh, it doesn't matter. What's the thing? You always hate it. What's the thing? <laughs> I like to say, because it's not on the final information, what are her, uh, that you can uh, reach uh, Matt? Oh, no. Oh, the, the uh, Twitter and Instagram plug for I, I Matt Myra. You hate it. And uh, yeah. I, my Instagram is at Andrew Secunda, and my Twitter is at, at, uh, at Secunda. And the reason there's a distinction between how much we like it is that I have no one following me, and Matt has hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> following him. So he's over it. <laughs> Um, I'm not over it. I'm just uh, I appreciate everyone, and I just it, sometimes I think uh, my life as a, in a in my personal life is overwhelming, yeah. and my uh, external life is a little overwhelming too. Because for me, sometimes social media is the only interaction with humanity that I get. Oh, I thought sometimes love just ain't enough. That's a song. Oh, sometimes love just. Ain't enough. I don't know who sings that. Sings out, now, man. Ask. Uh, um, go ahead, Andy. Tell us all about February 3rd, 1992. I sure will, Matt. I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred was all over the U.S. radio stations. All over U.S. radio stations and all over my heart. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. Remember how great the opening of that song is. That is very smart production. While UK audiences uh, preferred Stay by Shakespeare's sister. Do you know that one? No. No idea what that is. Uh, Oh, The Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss was back on the bestseller list. Uh, And The Hand That Rocks the Cradle enjoyed its fourth week at the top of the U.S. box office. Oh, I saw that in the theater. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. I heard some rumor. That, that the hand of rocks the cradle was on. No, I heard that Rebecca Dormornay yes. had some backstage. Maybe this is everybody's common knowledge, but that during that movie, Rebecca Dormornay was dating 
Um, Leonard Cohen. All right. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Weird bit of what? What? Leonard what Cohen being drunken post improv show uh, conversation were you in where that came out? I don't know, keep it on set. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, weird. Um, anyway, at a historic uh, Camp David meeting, Presidents Bush and Yeltsin jointly announced the formal conclusion to the U.S.-Russia. Bless you, Andy. He's blessing you. you again. I apologize. Cold War. What's the end of that sentence? The 1992 Winter Olympics Games opened in Albert- Albertville, France. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Sure. Albertville, France. Patty Smith, France. Sometimes um, love just made enough. Featuring Don Henley. What's that? Sometimes oh, that's what, oh I see. We're saying the song. The U.S. trial against Manuel Noriega began with the defense's opening statement that Noriega was our ally in the war on drugs. Time magazine's cover had a plain Navy background with the text "The Fraying of America," a scorching look at political correctness, social breakdown, and the culture of complaint. Hmm. Interesting. Someday we'll get past that. <laughs> It ain't now. (laughs) It really... I feel like... The Time Magazine cover has become the most depressing part of our show. Absolutely. How we are just still in time. Cycling through the same stories. But this will cheer everybody up. We got another segment, Matt. You know what it is. Uh, Not only do I know what it is, it's my favorite segment. So, Andy, hit it. Frank Sinatra, come on! Da, 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 da. It's time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs> time for Frank Sinatra, come on! Fly Checking in on the, the moon. chairman Let of the board. No concerts or interesting factoids star. about Frank's <laughs> early February exploits in 1992. Ooh, this is interesting. I don't know if this is legal. Yeah. To ca- pa- pass your captain's opinion on this. So let's go back 41 years to the same date. In I love it. I'm in. We have time right. travel. Why not? Very good. The Frank Sinatra show featured guests Jane Hutton and Jackie Gleason. Frank sang It Had to Be You, Take My Love, Everything Happens to Me. You'd be so nice to come home to. Let it snow. All these in one show? Let it snow. My heart stood still and I am loved. That is a lot of Frank action. What do I do between the acts, Billy? I'll tell you what. I'll sing a song. It sounds good. In other words. Um... You just chatting is everything people want to see, Frank. Nah, Billy. I only sing. To give you an idea of how much power sponsors had at the time, the show was also advertised under the title Belova Watch Time. Um, Gleason and Frank did some bits of comic dialogue based... I don't do bits. (laughs) They apparently did. I only do bits with Sammy and Dino. The, co- the bits of comic dialogue were based on the fact that Frank wasn't feeling well. That's interesting. I'm pretty sick. <laughs> you're sick, are you? Yes. So you say you're sick. Oh, Jackie, calm down. <laughs> this guy is sick, he says. <laughs> to the moon. To the moon, sickness. <laughs> then I launch into this. Fill my heart with song. <laughs> you say your catchphrase, I sing my song. Everybody's okay. <laughs> 
Uh, well, that was a fun. Well, welcome was fun. and goodbye to that our was, new Picard listeners. That was fun and dumb all at the same time. I appreciate everybody who came along for the journey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me just take a quick gander over here. 23 minute 13 seconds in. So this is Violations, directed by Robert Weimer. This is a teleplay by Pamela Gray and Jerry Taylor with a story by Sherry Goodhearts, T. Michael Gray, and Pamela Gray. Now, I'm going to read from the Star Trek The Next Generation Companion Revised Edition uh, by Dr. Trek himself, Larry Nemechek. Uh, and here is his plot synopsis. The Enterprise takes aboard three Yulians. Uh, Yulians, right? Yeah. Members of a race of telepathic historians who do their research by probing their subjects' long-forgotten memories. Their leader, Tarman is surprised by the crew's reluctance to be probed, while his son Jev is embarrassed by his father's continued attempts to gain the crew's permission. That evening, Troy has a flashback to a romantic encounter with Riker, but Jev replaces Riker in her memories. As she struggles against him, she lapses into a coma. Same thing happens to Riker, who remembers a shipboard disaster that cost a crew member's life, and then to Beverly, who is forced to recall the time... Uh, years ago, when Picard took her to see her late husband's body, Picard is increasingly suspicious of the Yulians, but they protest their innocence. Troy finally comes to and readily agrees to be mind-probed by Jev about the night she slipped into the coma. This time, it's Tarman who takes Riker's place in her dreams. The elder Yulian is taken into custody, but when Jev visits Troy, the flashback returns, and she realizes he's the real mental rapist. <laughs> the timely appearance by Worf and Data saves her. <laughs> I'm laughing only at the timely appearance of Worf and Data saves her. Researching a history of similar comas on other worlds, they discovered Jev was the only Yulian president when all, present when all the incidents took place. Armin apologizes for his son, saying he thought his once violent race had put memory rape behind it. <laughs> <laughs> Not to make light of any. No, thing. no. I'm making it just no, is we're a making very. Light let's of... think about the sentence we just said, and 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 just have have that. I'm okay, Andy, the writer at the Times handling of uh, of this situation. The many writers, of the Times. many writers, many male writers. No, what only actually uh, oh, one. What one of on on this script? Oh, really? So many scripted people. Only one of them, a fella. Uh, let's hop in. Let's That's see right. what the captain is up to with I'm this like log, shall Taylor. we? Starting Interesting. While on a mapping survey, we are conveying a delegation of... Another mapping survey. These they are it's a sharding the it's crap out of the universe. of exploration, Andy. I know. Its primary goal is to seek out new life and new civilizations. And you can't really do that without a map. I feel like map. it's almost a catchphrase, though, the, to say that like, that's what they're doing at the top of well, an episode. Well, it's sort of like when you're writing in a, a scene and say a sitcom and someone is entering a room and they find Beverly Goldberg there. What is she doing? She's probably sweeping or cooking. I was thinking it's, or it's more like that's the thing about family, which is how we end it. Sure, but so. it's also like, in my mind, it's like we're sitting in the writer's room. We know what the story is. All mm -hmm. right. Well, how do we start? What's the Enterprise doing? A eh, mapping survey? All right. <laughs> yeah. Empathic historians conduct their research by retrieving long-forgotten memories. It's a chipped cup, off-white, with a crack in it. I can see it, but I don't remember anything else about it. When you see it, 
Do you hear any sounds? No, I don't think so. Wait. Yes, uh... Humming. Someone's humming. A woman? Yes, but I, I don't know who it is. Try to touch the cup. Oh, it, it has a sharp edge where it's chipped. Is there anything inside the cup? Seems like something you'd want to do in private. Yeah, I, I find that they do a lot of 10 forward uh, public. Uh, yeah, I guess it's easier to get all the cast members there. Sure. But. It's either that or a redress of the observation lounge where they make it a dinner theater. Yeah. Um, so, say right off the top, a lot of aliens got a real bad deal of the cards with their faces and their marks. People <laughs> just have like blue veins and holes in their temples and long pencil thin eyebrows. But I think it's like, it's probably like, hey, uh, these guys, what's their thing? Uh, they have, they can probe memories. All right, they should have big, big brains. Yeah. How do we convey that? With makeup. I would sit beside her and. So, so Riker and 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 LaForge are really enjoying themselves. Sure. Uh, Crusher's like, "Wow, this is amazing," and uh, yeah. first childhood kiss. Would you like to remember more about it? Her Father, hair looks fantastic you know you're not in this episode. Memory, unless they've given you permission. You are right, but sometimes with a beautiful woman, I cannot help myself. Everybody's being skeezy in this episode. How about you, Commander? Got any memories you feel like digging up? None that I'd care to share with an audience. It's His hair looks fantastic in this episode. Whoever was doing hair that week? This really? Was they got a really fire. We should look it up and interview that person. <laughs> Everyone's hair is voluminous and shiny. This is what another, do you think of this cold open? This, this, this is so say, fucking this is weird. A, we should come up with like a with like a term for a non cold open <laughs> a teaser. Tepid open. Yeah. Like a, I mean, it's not a cold. non-teaser teaser. Is it like a warm open? Yeah, that's what it basically is. <laughs> it's a warm open. Yeah. It's like nothing tells us anything about anything except for the music. Yeah. Which, you know, we see Jev and it just, this is, so, okay. Jev pleasantly standing by and then the cold open ends with a push on, Ze- on Jev and, and the oh, following it's music. It's getting late. Cute. I better be going. An unteasing teaser? Yeah. I'm evil, possibly. No, you're evil with that string. <laughs> it's that's like what? What is it? What is it even doing? I don't know. And then we get this nice little conversation between Data and Leftforge. Memory is so highly prized. Leftforge. If an event were important enough to be recovered, why would it have been forgotten? Mm. It's not quite the same for us as it is for you, Data. You record every second of every moment of your life. That is correct. And then if you that. want to recall any one of those moments, you just access the proper memory circuit. I'd never lose an argument. My understanding of the human brain suggests the process is the same for you. Each memory is encoded in chains of molecules. If you want to retrieve it, you simply access the proper RNA sequence. Yours yeah, is just true. broken and dumb. Then in what way is it different? Sometimes there are memories we just can't access at the spur of the moment for instance i have no recollection i mean of how I look out sorkin talk about a walk and talk important occasions and you would think that how I many do you think they got 
do you think they got singles on them for this shot? No. Do you think they, yeah, they just. Here's the thing I've noticed about Star Trek now watching it through the eyes of someone who's constantly watching television get made yeah. for their job. The, these guys are usually, because of the framing, 4 by 3 framing of this and where they are, they're usually so shoulder to shoulder yeah. that you can't really single them out with getting a piece of the, the other actor in it anyway. That they probably like just a shot lot of stuff like that. Also, they probably just commit to the oneer, huh? Because they're shooting on film, oneer, which is crazily one expensive. Single shot. Oh, that's another aspect. You're right. They're not doing the crazy two camera fucking no stuff we're doing. They're shooting on film and like yeah. like developing the like, film. Cut, cut, cut! Stop! Cut. We're gonna run out. <laughs> we're gonna have to wait ten minutes to we reload. Can't afford anymore? <laughs> no, man. They have those mags. Yeah. <laughs> Matt and I live in an era where the only problems are cast members. <laughs> uh, sometimes the writing. <laughs> the writing, too. That's fair. Occasionally the director, also. Yeah. There's, there's three problems, usually. Yes. The technical right problems have ceased, <laughs> though. Yes. Where I was. Deck two? On the other hand, eyes I do look the same. About the time I got my first pet. Yeah, you've just never noticed them because you've rarely ever seen him in direct sunlight. Is that, no, it's not just that. There's a different quality, um, but I can't tell if it's the lighting. I guess you're saying it's 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 different in the lighting somehow, or it's just the shape of his face. Has yeah, changed. well, think about when you saw Data. His eyes just look bigger or now, something. We can't spoil Picard. I don't really want to spoil it for no. people, so yeah. I'll just say, like in the trailer shots, you see Data twice. You see him playing poker with Picard. He doesn't want it to end. And then in the Super Bowl teaser, you saw him standing outside at the vineyard. Mm-hmm. And both of which were very, very bright, harsh light. Right. Oh, that's fair. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to be Mr. careful Casey about it. Yeah. I was eight. Because. I remember how funny looking he was. I remember how excited I was. It was as if it happened yesterday. Perhaps you remember the pleasant memories and forget the unpleasant ones. No. Sometimes the bad memories can be the most intense of all. It would seem there is no predictable pattern to human memory. I can just tell you this. This is a side note. It has nothing to do with anything. We have a face group with um, with uh, many of our people that are interested in the show. A delightful group of people. Um, so please go and check it out. And I'll just say they they segmented off the Picard stuff. This other part, like this whole other uh, forum. And it's hard for me to follow, uh, and I was checking in just to see, oh, I wonder how we did with our Picard episode, and I couldn't find it. So if, uh, if anybody's I also, asking me... Way, I couldn't find it either. If, so if anybody's asking me, I would say keep it in the regular face group and just put a thing on the top that says, uh, you can put your spoilers for Picard in here. If you don't want to avoid spoilers, don't read this. That's what I would say. But uh, yeah, what do I know? Be, maybe it's you like guys got to do what you got to do. One post is created for Picard. Yeah. And... Or just we figure out how to get over to that other section. Right. But it is confusing. I couldn't find it. Right. So or for this episode, and then you can have, I don't know. We, I, we don't know either. I uh, guess that's a problem. You're is doing that a great job. They're trying to. Well, anyway. Um, please continue, Matt. Continuing. <laughs> this library of ours has been in the planning stages for years. Question. Do you think they're trying to treat this as a different room? Or are we just thinking this is the observation lounge? They've just beamed the dinner furniture in. Was the previous scene the observation lounge? Or wasn't no, that was ten forward. That was ten forward. Yeah, 
this is like, is this, are we seeing here the officer's mess? For instance, Andy, I would like you to pull up the script if you had it. Mm. And I would like to see what the slug line is. Is it interior officer's mess? Or is it, uh, you know, mess hall? Is it dinner party? Uh, I don't know. I'm just curious. Collection of the retrieved memories of races from many different star systems. What my son when, means to say is, we think of ourselves father's as definitely a dick. There's no getting around it. We believe that the history of a world... No reason to frame him for mind rape. That's... That's an arguing that. He bears some responsibility for his son being a fucking lunatic. Exactly. The library we propose will be a vast storehouse of these individual memories. That sounds like quite a project. How long will it take to finish your studies on Caldra? Many months. We've been working for years, and we've surveyed only 11 planets in eight star systems. But it's our way of life. We wouldn't want to do anything else. I'm mean, answering your question. Captain, Mr. Todd. Please. It just says, interior, dining room, an elegant dinner is being served to the Enterprise's guests of honor. Well, then this must be the officer's dining room. Mm-hmm. The often... Seen Maybe in just... blueprints, never seen on the show. Oh, I mean, really? Do they say officers? It is room? really. It is. It is clearly, obviously, a redress of the observation lounge. But it's nice to know that hey, this is another part of the ship, mm. also on the same deck. But yeah, that's fun. I like an officer's mess. You see it in in uh, Star Trek Six when they're all eating with the Klingons. I wonder how much people are fighting with each other to sign out certain rooms. The holodeck certainly got to be in big demand, but. You gotta figure. You gotta like put in, you know, two three weeks in advance. Yeah. Maybe they only open up reservations at O seven hundred on every other Monday. It's <laughs> a demonstration of his abilities this afternoon. It's fascinating. Perhaps you would like to resurrect some memories. I'd be happy to probe your recollections, Captain. Most people find it in my record. What? Experience. Boo. I'm sure. Embarrassing. However, I don't think I would make a particularly good subject. I'm sure you'd be ideal, and you must have some intriguing memories. We won't be on your ship for long. <laughs> he wants to ass. beam her into space. That's what it looks like. <laughs> he really did. He really is very upset about this. Let's see what the description for the action line is for well, that one. Picard stares at Beverly. It doesn't even have it. Mm-hmm. That's just an acting choice. I love it. And directing choice. Good job all around. Really funny. people. We must let them come to us willingly. I have found over the years there are many who want the experience of memory retrieval, but who lack some encouragement in order to come forward. For you, Mr. Worf, I would love to explore Klingon memories. Klingons do not allow themselves to be probed. (laughs) But there is nothing to fear. Father. Really is being pushy. I am not fearful. Well, Commander LaForge, you... It's all he knows how to do, though. So he's like, doesn't anyone want to see the one thing I'm good at? No. <laughs> and no one wants to see it. So he leaves. Uh, and uh, then we get this little conversation. My father finds it amusing to demean me in public. I reach the point where I don't want to hear anymore. And I'll get him someday with something. What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Believe me, I know how you feel. Oh, that's right. You're an empath. Oh, are you a psychopath? (laughs) But I do know a certain Betazoid mother who is a great deal like your father. 
Also, uh, there's moths in my closet. Look at my look at my coat. Deck eight. Deck sixteen. <laughs> I'm going to remind. This is the dumbest thing I've ever said. His coat, for those listening, has many triangles cut into it. <laughs> We're in a weird mood tonight. Side note: I'll be in a weird mood too. Uh, Jordy mentioned a Circassian cat. What's a Circassian cat? I want to know. Well, I assume it's a cat, you know, from Circassia. Oh, thanks, Matt. <laughs> You're welcome. I looked it up on Memory Alpha, and guess what it said, Matt? <laughs> uh, Circassian cat is a domestic breed of feline that was once owned by Jordy LaForge, who received the cat when he was eight years old. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> do you I don't think know. people sit? I don't know how you knew that. Do you think see people sit and watch Star Trek and go, "Is there an entry for this?" <laughs> I know I do, so I assume other people do. And if there wasn't, you we should write. We should write it. Yeah. Is there an entry for hot cocoa? Mm, <laughs> A drink it. enjoyed by Beverly Crusher. I bet you there is. I mean, uh, Deanna. I bet you for Deanna coffee, Trump. it mentions Janeway. Oh, it's got to mention Janeway and uh, Rattagino from uh, from good old uh, Cisco. Were they playing poker by themselves? They were playing heads up, or they were playing a game, and they were the last two to leave. Oh, there you go. You know, I think it, so it, both reasonable. Either one, either one works for me. Reasonable things. Uh, so uh, I don't know what to think of this scene, Andy. Oops. <laughs> What happened? I need to plug in. I lost power, but continue. Oh, do you have your thing? I have I your do. I have your spare. No, okay. Well, I have my original. Well, whichever you prefer. Give it up. You can keep moving forward in the meantime. Well, can't. Can I, though? I mean, we're just seeing the scene where she imagines that she dropped all the poker chips and then was forced on by what seemed to be Will Riker, and then all of a sudden it turned into Jeff. Stardate 4543090. Counselor Troy has fallen into a deep coma. After a thorough examination, Dr. Crusher has been unable to find signs of illness or infection. Any change, Dr. Martin? No. I'm still getting unusual neural transmitter readings in the diencephalon. But they- Dr. Martin! I like it. He's oh. a doctor. He's not one of these nurse Ogawa types. Yeah. Full, you know, fullsy doctors. Why is, why is he doing the talking in this scene? Well, because he need that we need to ad- address that he is a doctor, so that someone will be able to answer the treatment for Crusher when Crusher goes into a coma. Oh, right. right. So we need to preset this character. Smart, because we have no one else to do it otherwise. Yep. Might be a result of a coma. You bring her out of it. I've tried standard revival techniques. She doesn't respond. Until I find out what's caused this, I don't want to try anything more extreme. Do you know what she was doing when this happened? No. She was found in her quarters this morning when she didn't show up for an appointment. So they go to the last person that we saw her with, which was Jev, and Riker talks to him intent forward. Or how to treat her. When did this happen? Apparently sometime last night. That's why I wanted to talk to you. You may have been the last person to see her. Did you go with her into her quarters? Were there moths Are you suggesting there? that I behaved improperly, Command? What's that? I said, were there moths in there? I built on your terrible job. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Let me die alone. <laughs> Not at all. I'm just trying to trace her steps. We talked in a turbo lift briefly. She got out at decades. I did not go with her. Jeff, I'm not accusing you of anything. She mentioned feeling ill. She seemed fine. 
until I mind violated her. She has a wonderful Oops. sense of humor. <laughs> really got to stop telegraphing everything. If you have no objections, Dr. Crusher would like to examine you and your group. To what end? She's just trying to eliminate the possibility that one of you might be carrying an organism that was harmful to Deanna. I'm not implying that you did anything intentional. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of the mystery. We have nothing to hide. Okay, so there's, for an episode that has three comas, nothing happens. It's so true. It's truly a... I, I would describe it as, I don't know, dull? <laughs> it's accurate. It's, I mean, the, really, the, unfortunately, the only thing that keeps it from being completely dull is that it's disturbing in a way that doesn't seem to serve anything. Yeah, I mean, I like the Jordy feel- stuff. Like, I like Jordy getting involved in the like <laughs> in the sciencyness of it all. Yeah, I like Riker's memory is interesting to me a little bit. It's cool to see Crusher and Picard in the, on the Stargazer. Fish eye, fish eye lens. weird is that how memories flow for you andy do you remember everything in fisheye and um quickly and try to do other things and you can't let go of the memory well i have fisheye contacts so as in killer as of me you killed her Imagine being on set for this scene and being like, wow, this episode's going to be fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Warp core breach is happening. Riker has to make a do or die decision. No, this is a ridiculous flashback. (laughs) An ensign is telling Riker that he killed someone. I'm just a day player, so I didn't read the whole script. No, that's a downer. Oh, it's so like, it could have been like a fun, cool scene, and then it's not. It's just Jeb. Yeah. I like this little Picard to Picard wharf exchange that happens. Commander Riker, Here. answer please. Computer, locate Commander Riker. Commander Riker is in his quarters. On my way, sir. Just a quick look over the shoulder and then wharfs off. I like it. Yeah. Also, I feel like they were the only two people on the set. The, they probably, they might have shot at the. We didn't get any other people for the bridge. All right, let me just shoot it this way. Uh, so Riker is found by uh, Worf, and then guess what? He's also in a coma. This time there's a trace of electropathic activity. I'm Commander Riker. I found the same pattern. If I didn't know better, I'd say they both had irisene syndrome. That's the only medical condition that would produce that pattern. What is irisene syndrome? A very rare neurological disorder first diagnosed in the 23rd century. It's characterized by an identical electropathic residue. Why discount the possibility that it's responsible for these comas? Irisene is always accompanied by a severely decreased histamine. Here's a little bit of, uh, I'll call it a goof or a gaff. Okay. The star field outside of the window. They're mm. traveling at warp. That should be oh. zooming by the whole time. How often do they make that mistake? Even oh, They I'm make sorry, that mistake is... all the time. I mean, you yeah. know, because on the set, that's a giant piece of black felt yeah. with, like, fiber optic lights in it. Yeah. That twinkle, probably not even fiber optics at the time, and it just slowly wrote, it slowly rolls by. Yeah. And then they have the other thing, which is the, I guess they would green screen it or blue screen it, and it would be a, you know, the zipping by Starfield. 
Anyway. Count. Both um, Will and Deanna showed normal levels. Side note, I don't know where I, I was thinking we just passed it, but uh, there are a couple of things <laughs> that that are just prime supporting Andy's theories about uh, Crusher and... Uh, Let's hear it. And Troy. It just... Uh, just Crusher not being a doctor and Troy not being uh, having no empathic powers. Crusher's like, I am no closer to solving this mystery. And then earlier, it's like, oh, no, my dear. It takes a very specialized training. And it kind of feels like Troy's thinking, like, could I get the training to grow <laughs> But she's an empath, not a memory historian. Yeah, what you else? know, that old chestnut, the memory historians. <laughs> Um, My computer is not coming on. How long does it take for it? it should it come on immediately? Yeah. yeah. I may have a dead computer on my hands. Can you get the right uh, power cord? It's it's turning you, orange. You are plugged in. This uh, should be interesting we'll for all you minutes. guys. All right. Uh, use your phone in the meantime. I've asked Michael to okay. conduct a shipwide diagnostic to determine any other agent that might cause the same electropathic pattern. Commander Riker and Counselor Troy were in perfect health until the Yulians arrived. It would be wise to quarantine the aliens. I believe that it would be premature to take that action, Mr. Wolf. Will you please listen to me once? <laughs> Just this one time. It's totally them, Captain. I know it's them. I I didn't want to tell anyone this, but earlier I was standing in ten forward, and I looked at the, the young one's face, and he could not have looked more evil. Also, there was a big... Like string section playing when I looked at him, very, yeah. very loud, so very sting. ominous. <laughs> There's no real evidence linking these codes. Worf is the only one that hears the music. <laughs> That's how I know. That's how I know when to open my eyes wider. As with the Yulians. That's true, but there is something curious. Oh, the other the line. electropathic residue. Mm-hmm. The other line was uh, that uh, is that is that she can't read. She can't read Yulians. She even though she's an empath. Troy can't read. Well, she aliens. says all Beta Zeds can't. Mm-hmm. Unless you think this this scandal goes all the way to the top. <laughs> Without question. <laughs> You're saying no Beta Zoids. When Beta Zoids extremely... encountered humans, they discovered that they were pretty much exactly like humans, so they had to think of something to make them special. So they decided to lie to everyone and say, We are empathic. <laughs> Wait, you're saying I'm asking you if it's all Betazoids, yeah, that that can't actually that are not no. actually empaths, or no, if it's just Crusher. just Troy. I mean, just Troy. No, it's just Troy, and Luxana has convinced the rest of the Betazeds just the way she's convinced everyone on the Enterprise to pretend <laughs> like she has empathic powers because she's she's, asked. she's actually a really great mother. She writes a letter ahead. Yeah. She's she's very to well, whom it may concern. Very powerful. Soon you'll be joined by my daughter Deanna Troy. <laughs> Her father was human. Sadly, none of the empathic abilities have 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 fallen the bloodline to her. However, <laughs> since birth, we have been telling her that she is special and is empathic. It would break her terribly if this illusion were disturbed. Please see to it that she is treated as though she can sense emotions. That is exactly right. If Matt. you do not like her, she will sense it. Discovered is located. But she won't, really. She'll just see your face and vaguely guess. But sec. be amazed, please. <laughs> In the thalamus. That's the area of the cerebral cortex that involves memory function. Andy's theories are very interesting because he's really smart. <laughs> Sorry. It just took me a long time to get the computer up and running there. It's okay, but the important part is it came back. Yeah. You know? It's true. 
I gotta back this baby up again. So everybody's uh, everybody's into these telepathic abilities. You gotta get these these drives are crazy to me. Like I've got two of these now, mm-hmm. Andy. This this is a Samsung hard drive. Mm-hmm. Solid state. Okay. Two terabytes. It's lunacy. Do you, this this little this little guy is two of my hard drives. Okay, I'm gonna get one of those. It's crazy. I'm just saying this is not it's a plug, everybody. If I was still what's doing, gonna happen? If I was still doing Gadget Prawn, I'd say this is a five out of five stars. A Samsung uh, T T five. How come phones aren't a terabyte yet? I know I iPads know. are. What's mine? Mine's five twelve. Yeah, that's as big as you can get, right? I don't know. I don't know. They could be someday. In answer your earlier question on Memory Alpha, hot chocolate or hot cocoa is an earth drink typically made by mixing cocoa powder into boiling hot milk. Hot cocoa was one of several beverages available in the drink dispensers on the Enterprise uh, NX-01. And then they have the episode references. In 2365, and since Sonia Gomez ordered hot chocolate oh, from a replicator. she it all man. over, Captain Picard. <laughs> she sure did. And then Deanna Troy was a fan of hot chocolate. No doubt an extension of her love for chocolate. And Violations is one of the episodes they reference there. And then uh, the last one is in 2370 on the day of the fourth anniversary of Jennifer's death at Wharf 359. Wolf. Wolf 359, sorry. Um, um, Benjamin Sisko suggested to Jake that he get a hot chocolate and talk to him about his mother. Oh. Second sight. I'm really excited to get to DS9 in nine years. Yeah, at this rate. Nations tomorrow. Perhaps <laughs> we'll finish Picard before it. Probe. Scrutiny does not frighten us. We will be happy to cooperate, Doctor. Well, he seems pretty charming there. I don't think he, he's hiding anything. He's very happy to cooperate. Keiko seems to be uh, on board with this. Uh, see what's going on here. CPK levels are normal. Her California pizza kitchen levels are normal. <laughs> so I'm going to Electrical activity is normal. CPK levels are normal. Hippocampus is Jesus stable. Christ. The thalamus. The thalamus is normal. There is no indication at all of any electropathic residual. Is that good? Throw him a line. Oh, he already Keiko. spoke. He's really emoting the but fuck no out of the background there. This mystery. <laughs> he shakes his head no. Can I have a line here? No. I like... Uh, You'll get your chance. I do like Jordy and the computer. I like when they do scenes together. You track down any possible cause Him and his of true love. Yep. And he's First, the what the medical... By the way, he does call it cozy. What? When he's... When he says to Data, I just had a cozy Oh, that is true. 100%. Plays into Andy's theory that yeah. Jordy knows only love of a computer. He's a mechophile. Medical forces or substances might cause the pattern. There are 22 non-medical agents. Okay, and how many of those are present on the Enterprise? None are present on the Enterprise. Are the ship sensors calibrated to detect all those agents? All agents are scanned by the sensors. Okay. Let's start with the chemical substances. Name them. Ferrazine, hylanotine, dardillion, chrysamite, and manzine. Ferrazine hmm. has a complex molecular structure. It breaks down into bilinium and terracite. Do the sensors scan for those? Ship sensors scan for both compounds. And are they present on the Enterprise? Bilenium and terracite are not present. 
do any of the substances break down into byproducts that are not scanned for? Dardelian contains the byproduct nylazine. You know what I'd love is if Picard talked to a computer and and Picard and it sounded like Majel Barrett. Like they pulled old Majel Barrett words. Because she's been the computer forever. I think we've already heard the computer, haven't we? And it and it doesn't, but I agree with you. And I thought also, I feel like we've had this conversation before and maybe I'm making it up in my head. I thought NASA or somebody like had Majel Barrett record I thought they did too. Like well, all the syllables you would need things, to yeah. make like a ways type mon. Like I don't know. I wonder what happened with that, or if we just imagined that that happened because we wanted it to happen. Yeah. If a new strain has developed, that might explain the normal histamine counts. Any luck? <laughs> Not so far. Hmm. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. I'm out. These are my lines. Dr. Martin is doing a great job. Uh, okay. So, this scene is pretty good. It's a very loud scene. These two walk in. Different hair. You got, you got Picard and hair. I love this touch, Andy. I love that they throw him in the... Uh, oh, yeah. The, the old uniform. Season one TNG uniform. Now, I think it might be a little incorrect because I believe on the Stargazer they were in... The Wrath of Khan uniforms without the undersweater mm-hmm. by that point, but I do appreciate the uh, the move here for for the first season uniform. Where what is Beverly wearing there? She's wearing black. She's in mourning. Oh, smart. It's the least I can do. Jack Crusher turns into Jev. We'll chat with the computer. Oh, there he is right there. Ready? Isn't it Picard that turns into Jev? It's both. Two hours having a cozy little chat with the computer. Cozy little chat with the computer. He had the best night of his life. (laughs) (laughs) I think we really hit it off, Data. Data, you look good today. possible agent that might cause it's that different about your eyes I assume from your tone of voice you were unsuccessful didn't find a thing Dr. Crusher's not going to be too happy with oh my god she isn't happy she's the emergency dead emergency medical team to Dr. Crusher's office immediately uh, Data shouldn't you like be a doctor too like, I feel like you could probably be good at That's that a really good point I always did wonder why he never had medical expertise I guess uh, it's it just writing-wise, obviously. Then yeah. it's just like, well, I'll just have Jada do everything. <laughs> I've checked and cross-checked. They're just dead ends. We seem to have eliminated all of the known factors which may have caused the comas, except for the Ulians. Mr. Data, I want you to investigate those 11 planets that the Ulians visited. See if there were any reports of unexplained comas. Aye, sir. In the meantime, we must consider restricting them to their quarters. I mean, it just feels like nothing happens in this episode, which is weird because, like, I don't know, like three of our main, happening. three of our main crew go go in the in the into Missing Town. You were the first. The next Troy wakes up, right. unexplained wake up, three days later. Go fell into a similar yeah, coma. It's... Last night, Doctor Crusher. It's I guess structured like it's trying on? to be a horror movie, but it just doesn't. 
not effective. Not certain. It may be that there is some unusual effect produced by the Yulian's telepathic activity. I'm going to talk to them, and in the meantime, you ought to stay here and recuperate. But if you remember anything at all about what happened, I want you to tell me immediately. No lines again. <laughs> Can I open my thing and just scan her? <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, great. Mystery. Let me just Which check with the line producer. Do we pay him extra for that? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. You prisoners? Father. No, please don't look on it like that. We have done everything we can to explain these comas. We have performed physical examinations, neurological scans. We have conducted a shipwide diagnostic looking for viruses, parasites, infestations. We have investigated every possible cause we could imagine and we have found nothing. Nothing to explain these comas. The only variable that we have not been able to eliminate is your presence here on this ship. Now, in the light of our actions, we would ask you to understand my request and to agree to it. Captain, our history indicates that we do not adversely affect the people we contact. I know that. Then are you implying an intentional assault? Simply considering all possibilities. Cool. You don't know yet. What? Nothing? Surely it would give us the chance to prove that we're innocent. Uh, so Picard goes to them. Data and Geordi are just tag teaming the computer. <laughs> no one explained comas during the time the Yulians were working there. We've yet to receive transmission from the two planets of the Nell system. Perhaps they will show different results. Maybe. Maybe we're not checking for the right thing. Please clarify. We haven't looked into the comas that were explained. Why would we do that? Well, remember what Dr. Crusher said right after Counselor Troy became unconscious that it looked exactly like irisene syndrome except for the histamine count? Yes. Well, maybe not every medical facility is as careful as Dr. Crusher. Maybe it's easier to just make a quick diagnosis rather than keep hunting for the real cause. You were searching for instances of irisene syndrome. Right. And correlating them with the visits by the Yulians, and... And there we are. Did that shot just jump out? You were searching for instances of irisene syndrome. FYI, this is the kind of writing... Correlating them with the visits by the Around the Data character that I like, that (coughs) Jordy thinks of an angle on this that Data didn't think of because it's unorthodox, illogical sort of slant on it. Yeah, it's the whole Dr. House method of diagnostic medicine remove possibilities from well, in what sense? You know, he's uh, he's just like the Sherlock Holmes of diagnostic medicine. Come on, man. It's not specific. Watch house. You're not answering in a specific way. You're answering in a general Well, you know, it's the Occam's razor thing, right? Uh, so? You hear horse foots, you hear, hear hoof steps, you, you, you don't immediately jump to the conclusion of zebra. You just go horse and then you're done. Oh, I see. Is that what Occam's razor is? Well, it's a different thing. <laughs> Two cases of irisene syndrome on Hirata 3 at exactly the time Tarman and his group were there. Let's check the other planets. I think we may have something here. Uh, How come they're not building Geordie things for people to wear? 
here you can see everything fucking crazily not just like you know glasses but like light low light situations you can telephoto you can do anything with glasses kind of a deal I mean they had those cool glasses at Jurassic Park the way you see the dinosaurs at night that was cool what do you mean in night vision goggles (laughs) you're wondering why in real life people haven't built visors yeah I'm sure there are attempts at things, and they probably do call them. They're probably like, I'm sure that there's research going into that. Right. Um, But you're wondering, you'd like to augment human ability already, like for already seeing people, is what you're saying. Yes. (laughs) You don't want to give the blind sight. You want you to have cool vision. I especially want to keep the blind from seeing. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> so what possible I reason will become you... super-powered, and they will remain blind. But they'll be able to smell things better than you, and taste things, and hear things. And, I don't and definitely enjoy things. life more. Very well. Counselor, what's the last thing you remember about the other night? Brushing my hair. Letting the douchebag do what he wants to do. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something really key about this. Maybe it's saying something important that I don't... It's like... I mean, obviously, I understand what the, the intention of the episode is. It just feels like it doesn't hit the mark. But mm. maybe I don't Good know game. what I'm talking about. It's a pleasant memory. Stay with it. It seems ham-handed. Uh, I, I I agree. Is that the is that the way it is being done with these but weird flashbacks? I don't flashbacks know what it, I don't the, even know what it's trying to say in general. I guess that's the problem. I feel like the theme is muddy. Other than obviously, uh, assault is is a terrible thing. Yes, like, but that's so clear, right? Just in general, that like. What is what is it saying about this? Is it saying something about psychological trauma? Is it saying something about memory and trauma? You know, I it, if it is, I don't think it's doing the best job it could do at it. I guess that's what that's what bothers me is like I I'm fine with all right, you're inventing this race and they're specifically focused on memory. I just don't know what it's saying about memory. I don't know what it's trauma. saying about anything. Like trust or, or or alien species or it's just kind of I a, don't really know it's like either. a murder mystery kind of thing. That's it's a murder mystery where no everyone uh, comes back to life after three days. <laughs> yeah. That is another thing. Is there's Take no real jeopardy. Plan. Five four. So she, Jev Jev Jav Jev whatever puts a puts the memory in her head that it was actually her his father who did this. Right. So then we have this whole situation. 3.2. We have set a course for Starbase 440 where the Yulians will disembark and return home. And this is here's the problem with this, right? This is 37 minutes into this episode. Yeah. That this is happening. Yeah. This feels like an act too late. Because if you want to say something about this, you really should talk about the ramifications and what what is going on with this in this guy's psyche to make him do this. Yeah. Other than the fact that he I hates his I have daddy. Contacted our home planet. If you want to prosecute my father, the authorities there will support you. I'm not sure we have any legal basis for such a prosecution. Memory invasion 
is simply not a crime that we've ever had to contend with. According to what I've just learned, it's a practice that was abolished on our world centuries ago. What could motivate someone like your father to commit such an act? I, I don't know. A perverse source of pleasure, perhaps? A way to exercise control over another? Oh, that's what he's saying. He's, he's doing father claims things. quite strenuously yeah. that he's innocent. <laughs> My father has never been one to admit that he's wrong. That's why I did this to him. I mean, uh, that's why I'd like to go. Would you like me to check your memories? <laughs> I can do it. Oh, there was a... It was, it's not that important. But in, an early, in the earlier scene where Jordy's talking to the computer, my computer was down, uh, ironically. So I didn't have this in front of me. But uh, as he says, ask a series of questions. And then at the end, he does a very Jordy thing, which he goes, how did I know you were going to say that? And the computer has an answer, which I feel like it should have answered. Exactly. I thought the same thing, Andy. <laughs> I was like, the computer should be say, because you your question because was not <laughs> clear. Or, or even just, like, clarify question. Yeah. Won't assault anyone else. I am sorry for this, Captain. I'm now going to leave a me-shaped hole in your door. Gotta go! <laughs> 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 the card commander data yes captain how's your search coming this we guy seems real cases, weird sir, we have not yet completed our investigation we'll inform the medical personnel on those planets that we have discovered the true nature of the comas I'm sure they'll appreciate knowing what really happened yes sir we will keep searching sir we just got the transmission from the Nell system data no mention of Irisene syndrome, but there are two unexplained comas on one planet, none on the other. And were the Yulians present? Checking the mission logs. That's funny. On Stardates 45321 and 45323, when the comas occurred, Tarman was on his home planet. He wasn't anywhere near the Nell system. I wish that they just put it together like... He's really, really good. He could do it from a very far distance. <laughs> they just don't see that it was Jev. Hello, Jev. We'll be reaching Starbase soon. I wanted to say goodbye and to apologize again for my father. There's no need. You're not responsible for what he did. Before all this happened, I, I had hoped we might become friends. We still can after what he's put you through maybe you can forget I, I'm not sure I can you know because that's our thing we don't forget and we also help people with memories you were so lovely I have to go goodbye Jeff you're upset would you like to talk no you'd feel better if you did Why do you have to be so nice? So, so lovely. <laughs> nothing's happening. What are you doing? I, I, I'm probing you. No, no nothing's <laughs> happening. Uh, hang on. <laughs> Poker chips fall again. 
Now she sees Jeff. Well, I mean, how does it? Oh, I mean, we can't be sure that it's not him. They should put him in a coma. They should put the father in a coma, mm-hmm. or induce sleep. Mm-hmm. That way, we know that he can't be doing this. What do you mean? The crew should do that. Yes, they should have put each of them to sleep one at a time. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> so that no they more can't instances. do that. They're like ambassadors of some kind. Yeah, they all would have gone for it. Eight hours uninterrupted? Sign me up. So fragile. It was you. I guess it's effectively creepy. Did you stop thinking about us? (laughs) Now, is is he just being a psychopath here, or does he think, oh, I'll just erase this memory? that I'm in there. No, 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 no. He for sure is being a psychopath. He's just there. being a psychopath. Yeah, because he's not erasing anything. He's 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 uh, sort of reliving it, yeah. I think, for his own jollies. Yeah. Uh, and he's also upset that she's so nice. He would have been happier if she was a jerk. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Whatever. And then the, the stupid thing about this is now we're three minutes from the episode being over Mm -hmm. and it's gonna take a convenient show up as larry nemichek says does she does she do something though does she kick his ass or something she yeah she 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 goes to punch him but then he throws her no i think before that she gets a couple of good shots in yeah which i i think was nice to at least she like uses. She's clearly using Starfleet training, which I think she should be using much more in the show. And then I love that Worf with just one one face, one palm to the Worf face, just uses takes him Worf down. Training. Uh, he's like, and no, we're not doing this. Boom, he's out. That's that's nice. Worf didn't even think about it either. He was just like, I'm gonna punch her. I'm gonna punch her right in the face can't think. Are you all right? Yes, Chief yes. Security. You know, you just gotta act on instinct. Why are you here? How did you know? We discovered two instances of unexplained coma on Nell 3 while the Ulians were there. But Tarman was not part of the group. Further examination revealed that there was only one Ulian present for all incidents of coma. Jeff. Troy's taken so many hits on this show. It's really uh-huh. disturbing. And then, like, this ha- has begun. I have asked that the finest physicians on my world meet with you all upon our return to help you in your healing process. They've been in contact with us already. But Thank they're you. also memory free. So we'd prefer to just find another way. We're just going to call it a day and <laughs> drop you off. We might not even stop. If that's okay. <laughs> you could take a shuttlecraft and, and we'll pick it up on the way back. We don't need anybody else touching us and working. You know what? We doing have shit with our memory. Just take it. Please, just take it. We, we, we gave. We, we did anyone for this. We have a, a lot of shuttle. We just don't. Rape. Just go. In fact. Just you know what? We're not even gonna drop you off. <laughs> Just... There are medical records from that era. It was a time of great violence for my people. A time we thought we had put far behind us. That this could happen now. It's unimaginable. 
Earth was once a violent planet, too. At times, the chaos threatened the very fabric of life. But like you, we evolved. We found better ways to handle our conflicts. But I think no one can deny that the seed of violence remains within each of us. We must recognize that. Because that violence is capable of consuming each of us. As it consumed your son. Wolf punched your son in the face really hard. He went right down like a bag of potatoes. Um, I'm wondering if that last statement is like supposed to be the theme. And I wonder if he's like, he's basically saying the seed of violence existed in your son and you kind of did something by humiliating your clearly mentally ill son constantly. I don't even that I, I, I think that's such subtext that you'd have to really dig to find that. Yeah, I agree. Um but that's that that's violations everybody. I know we all feel a little violated ourselves. We do. Having to sit By through that episode. Subpar episode. So this is going to be an interesting little No, thing NBC, to I got it. All right. In the vastness of space when the going gets rough, you gave it your all. You showed the right stuff. You managed to not blow the ship to smithereens. That's why you're this week's MVC. Jordy, right? Yeah, a thousand percent. Got Jordy LaForge figured yeah. it all out. Yeah. He had cozy two-hour convo with the computer. I think to the degree that that's why he wasn't there when they rescued Troy, because it's like, well, we've already given him so much in this episode. Yeah, he also probably was like, I'm going to check the computer for other stuff. Yeah. I've been, I've been really clicking with the computer. Can <laughs> Daddy, I just hang down there for a little while? Daddy, you go ahead. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna stay right here at Science Station 2. <laughs> so that's your MVC. It's a clear, clear Jordy LaForge on this one. We sit and watch and then we hang and talk But the podcast isn't over just yet How many Andy's does this episode get? Although she does stand he, he stands on the backs of giants Like Beverly Crusher Who could have been a co-MVC Had she not slipped into the third and final coma <laughs> <laughs> But she did lead Jordy on the correct path she sure did. Uh, how many Andy's does this episode get? Andy? I feel like I always say first. Yeah. I feel like... I, ju- I mean, I, as I, I agree with you, I enjoy the, the Geordie stuff. I enjoy that 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 um, Troy gets to kick his ass a little bit. <laughs> I love the face palm. <sighs> but it's just such an unpleasant episode for no reason. I kind of almost want to say two and a half, but I don't know if it's that bad. I'm going to say three. I, I was surprised you were going to go that high. Oh, really? It's a two for me. Two. Yeah, I think that's it's reasonable. Like a, it's like a... You know, on the on the uh, ever-changing Matt Meyer scale of I turn on the TV and this episode's playing, I might, if it's not in a violating scene, I might watch whatever Jordy's doing and then change the channel. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so a two and a two and a half. Wait, no, a two and a three. Two and a three. So an average of two and a half. Yep. We did it. I'm really proud of us. Me too. Andy, we should probably take a look at the trailer for next week's episode we sure should and and by next week i mean the next time we do 
TNC proper. When do you think that'll be? I don't know. I'd like to do it as soon as we can. Okay. We'll see what happens. Okay. Guys, you know, schedules are schedules, and, and, and if things loosen up ever, we do try to get together and make the podcast happen, so... Matt's moving this week. I am moving this week, but, but we're still going to get we're the, still uh, going to get all the fucking Patreon and the, and, the, and, and, the, and the Picard. Hopefully, comes uh, comes a yonder Thursday night. We'll record that hopefully. But right now, Andy, it's time for five thirteen Masterpiece Society trailer. Troy's new romance faces tragedy. I have to go. I need you here. When a massive threat targets a genetically perfect world. I'm afraid we're going to have to evacuate your people. Only one option remains. A multi-phase tractor beam. Sacrificing the <laughs> Enterprise to save hundreds of lives. Termination of all life support in five seconds. Come on, come on. Next time on Star Trek The Next Generation. Seems mm. action-packed. <sighs> Not a good one. <laughs> it's it's I you know I remember that one as being a very Troy centric episode as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully post this one it's it's gonna it's gonna be better. Yeah, Andy, I hope it'd be better because right now we got to do the better thing of all things, which is say a big shout out and thank you to those of you who support us on Patreon at the president's level. We are now going to say a big thank you to all of our presidents by re-entering. The President's Circle Lounge. Shall we, Andy? We shall. President's Circle is anything happening music-wise from our hollow DJ? I can't tell. No music is being recommended to me right now, and that is the saddest thing I've ever seen on my, on, my, on my YouTube scroll through. Well, that was just, you know, I don't think, uh, I mean, not YouTube scroll through. I mean, uh, very, the holo, very holo good, very good track lists. Uh, hollow DJ action. Just feel like some Weezer right now for some reason, Andy, and I don't know why. I like Back to the Shack. It's a great song. Have you? I don't know that I know it before I hear it. This was uh, 2014, and this was uh, sort of the Weezer going like, all right, guys, we're back, and it's going to be great, and space-themed music video. Mm-hmm. feel like it's appropriate for the President's Circle. You know? You like the president's circle. You like the moon. I do. This is a really, there's a lot of preamble in this video. Uh, I love the song because it is... It's, uh, it's Rivers sort of saying, here's all the things we sort of messed up last couple of years. And You think there were some, some bad albums in there? Well, he's, like, he's like... He says about, like, I gotta go back to the Strat. Uh-huh. And Pat's gotta play the drums again. Uh-huh. And I just, I think it's a great, it's a great tune. It's very, very Weezer power chord heavy. Yeah. Back to the strap with the lightning strap. Ugh. Rivers, I get you, buddy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. 
time to say a big thank you. You get a shout out if you join at the President's Circle level. Uh, that is uh, $17.01. You get two bonus pods every month. Uh, if you uh, care to join, head over to Star Trek. Oh, sorry, Patreon.com slash Star Trek TNC, right? Correct. That's correct. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. A uh, big shout out to the infamous pirate Captain Andrew Hook. Lynn Perdue. Anders Peterson. Amber Schmidt. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. Jet Jurgen, Derek Atkinson. Lieutenant Josh Moore. Vanilla Thunder. Lieutenant Roberto. When, hang on. Gwethelyn Williams. She knew? Um, Rob, yes. Rob Cumberland. Welcome, Gwethelyn. Uh, Matthew Dillon. Lieutenant Patty, uh, Christopher Montoya, Anthony Rideout, uh, Derek Hawkins. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. Reeking Peng. Did and I get that right? Yes, and also new. Welcome. And if you, if I, Simon, if I'm not any names wrong from the for, for our new Patreon uh, visitors, uh, just write it phonetically next to your name in the Patreon. Listen. Yes, Simon. No need to do that because Simon. Scott Bradley, uh, John G, Gareth King, Jeff Mullins, Rob Trevino, Marcus Martin, Lieutenant Lucas, Nicholas Giggy, just there for the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Preston Peterson, Asher Mercer, Jay from ScienceDiv.com, the Tribble people, John Carr, uh, Rutger Howard. Wow. I yeah, can't believe he's great. still supporting he's us. Hanging in there even through death. Jeff the human and Maximus the dog. Uh, Joe Sullivan. Uh, Matthew Wipert. Jeff Jenkins. Joe Moran. A.K.A. Muscles Ripley. Uh, Miriam Centeno. Matt Burke. Sean. J.J. Carter. Tina Raudio. Lieutenant Sandra M. Casilla. Nick G. Amy Giles. Jason Inman. Joyce Hudson. Daniel Perez. Rob Baptiste. Kelico. Rob. Scipio. Chief Petty Officer Echo Charlie. Charlie. Jonathan Wentz. Gary Martinez. Mark Mitchell. Raymond. Uh, Emily Snecker. David Marquez. <laughs> Thank Brian you. Brian Rowinkle. Alan L. Cody Stanley. Marie Capasso. Uh, Hang on. Tequil Nui. That seems close. Yes. Uh, Brett Parsons. Tucker Powers. Lieutenant Andrew Polkrang. Marcus Erlinson. Madaween. Come on. Doot, doot, doot. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Casamoro. Lawrence Yetner Jr. Uh, Linnea Funsel. Hubert Arudia. Uh, Melody. Hang on. Let me stretch this so we can all see what it says here. Uh, Andy, thanks. <laughs> Melody, Andy, for the love of Picard, it's Brisbane, not Brisbane. Thank you very much. So is that... All right, never mind. Brisbane, Australia. It's it, that's what's in reference to. Yes. Um, well, the, the Kembles. Alyssa L. Daniel St. Louis. James Carrier. Or Lewis. Um, Andrew Ingram. Jonathan Misner. Paul Lute- Brisk. Lieutenant Commander Paul Brisk. Elena. Karen Vanoff. Hooten Wada. Will Holsclaw. Paul Carley. Jillian Randles, Steve Thomas, Judge 439, John Lynn, Christopher Coffey, Joe Fermanek, Chip Beatbang, Lieutenant Lilman, Linda Dilbeck, Brian Stokes, Frederick Rombouts, Martin Hedegaard, Peterson, Ryan Hecht. I feel like I have to read the next couple. Ferran Gezerjus and uh, I, Matt, declare Kevin Storer to be the undisputed president. Elizabeth Story, <laughs> Ian Buckley, Amanda Bootwell, Sully and Cash. Nick. Nick. Oh, sorry. Cosmo Moore. Go ahead, Andy. Ben McClarty, Dan McLeod, Marcello Vita. Uh, Keith Bodela. Bo- hang on. Bodela. Bodela. 
Kieran O'Sullivan, Katie Campbell, Tyler Rosewood, Andrew Prime, Carmen DeHoog, Erica Vanover, Tim Shields, Jeff Millies, Elizabeth Simpson, Brian McDonald, Darren Gleaton, I think is also a new one. Welcome. Uh, the Wacko Kid or Waco Kid. Probably Waco. Uh, Lorraine Denman. Command Master Chief, Robert Garrison, Julie Phillips, Matt Schaefer, Alexis Borsier. What? I've been saying it wrong all these years. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Alexis. Uh, Tracy Cecil, Kim Vilsack, Doc Pate, Daniel Dan- Stenrud, Edward Andre Acevedo, Kevin of Nine, Michael Howe, C. D. Robert Olson, Mike Gaylord, Troy Ray, Thomas Nettleton, Eric B., Merrick Boosfield. Adam Rogers, Ben, Matt and Andy have to read whatever I type hill. So true. Stephen Cotter, Katya Woolishin, Catherine, Kip Corbett, Brandon Davis, Galactic President Andrew Reeves. Kendra Song. Andrew is Andy is cute as a button. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> Chad Wavel Jimenez Dax. Doug Atkinson, Chris um, Love. You missed Mr. Bundy. Oh, sorry, Derek Mr. Bundy. Westover, John Turin, Kamal Abul Hosen, Frederick Roa. Lieutenant Nicholas Jones, Lieutenant Diane M. Martin, Hi, Aaron Diane. N. Uh, Matt Mangus, Preston Foster, Tish Wheeler, Jeffrey Child, Andrew McClure. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Barber, Barber Nathan, Nathan Haney, Lance Daniel Hepper, Stephen White, J.D. Cohen, Dustin Eubank, Alex D. Geslin, Jennifer Leader, Catface, Jay, Risa Kauchuk, a werewolf with a Chinese New Year in his hand. I think I know a Risa Kauchuk. Well, why don't you find out? Chris well. Dibel, Tony King, Ross, there can be only one McLeod. Rob Sabin, Heather Nelson, Jesse Elliott, Philip Gerst, uh, Chris Allen, Andrew Firstunda. <laughs> you must have said Dan that before. For some reason, that struck me that time. Alex Kubrick, Lissy D, Emily Eldred, Jesse Gillespie, Fred Coppersmith, Stevie Marie Nickel. Ben Roach, Kellen Adamson, Mike Jones, Lieutenant Dim, Paul Sharp, Kristen Scalisi. A.K.A. the goddess of carbs there. Yeah, she didn't. She took it out or something. Usually it's there. Gareth Case, Jonathan Sourshell, Beth Harrington, NCC 1701. That one's to the point. The Dude Never Bowls. Lady Charlie Whitmore, Tim Collins, Carolyn Land, Claire Powells. Uh, Luke, Morgan Rowe, Richard Phillips, Vincent Neary, and Adrian Carter. Anthony Trepicone. Trepicone? Trepicone? If he wants it phonetically spelled, please tell us. Or we'll just say whatever you type in there. Daryl the Animal Noi. Christopher Christopher Fernaghi. Chuck Day. Mattel Nerva Warch Baby Lorne 5. <laughs> I'll never watch Babylon 5. Ah, so smart. I miss it every time. Doug Mai, Brandon Callinger, Kyle Thompson, Catherine Novacek. Lieutenant William, Lieutenant Kathleen Guzman, Matthew Tiberius Burns. <laughs> Adam Zani, Stephen Herman, Jason Seclair, Jack Savici. Kelly Newman, Rachel Dylan Snyder, Matthew L. Went, and Christopher Colbert. Joel Greenbow, Ron LeBlanc, Mark Redden- Red- Reddenius, uh, Daniel Billing, Dan Billing, uh, Andrew Gibson, Todd Meyer, uh, Peter Shern. And he's very formal. Peter Shern, CeCe Sadler, Tom Kelsall, 
Catherine Shimmons, Robin Larson, Rebecca Sharvida, Professor X, Brian, Brett Euler, Joe Moore, Darren Deshong, Angel Rivera III, Mark Pomperowitz, Andrew Witzel, Kavard on Facebook and Instagram, Allison Lampley, Ryan Solo, Barry Wallace, Chris Leopold, and Mike Mann, Lieutenant Commander Mike Mann, Mandy <coughs> Fitzgerald, Shrikanar, Brian Hellman, Richard Davis, Chris Nedgewitz, James Baker, William Tenman, Jesse Hendricks, Tara Hunter, Lauren Gleason, the Donkey of Prey, Dana L. McKay, Brett Jarrett, Chad Fate, and Thomas T. Rikerson, Janine Schultz, Eric Maughan, Stephen Small, thank you. Stephen Price, thank you. Jan Lippert, thank you. Timothy Cullen, Simon Harper, Lieutenant, Mr. Lieutenant Tony Lynn. <laughs> Glenn Wakeley, Sky Wilson, Tim Siebel, Robert Denton, Julie Cousins, Kately M., David Fiola, and Wesley Crushing That Ass. Thank you all, the presidents. You guys are wonderful, and presidents. I would also recommend you all watch the Keep Fishing video with Weezer and uh, and the Muppets. I mean, it's a, it's a hoot. How do you beat that? Oh, man. There's a little part of me, Andy, that wants to go to the uh, Hella Megator at, at uh, Dodger Stadium, which is Weezer, Fall Out Boy, and Green Day. I would go to that with you. And sleep in the middle when it's Fall Out Boy. Yeah, I would do that with you, too. <laughs> Sorry, Fallout Boy fan. Nope. They're all bad. Great job. That's how we should end every show with fucking... Is that who we are? Statler and Waldorf. Are we Statler and the Statler and Waldorf of, of Star Trek podcasts? <laughs> no, because we do say things are good sometimes. I guess that's true. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. No, they're all bad. Oh, Statler and Waldorf. Good stuff. Really Andy, good. uh... Take the computer out. You got to fire up our end oh, of Jesus, message. What am I doing? What is Andrew Secunda doing? Is the question. Andrew Secundus of Borg. Um, I'm ready when you are. Uh, go for it. No, we sign off first. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> guys, how did well, I? We've forget? almost got the formula down. It was guys. almost done correctly here, and then I had to go ahead and not think. <laughs> and because I didn't think. We are now waiting. Transporter Chief is standing by. He's like, are they ever going to fucking call me? Standing on the pads. Oh, here we go, everybody. Folks, disengage. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda. P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President Circle for $17.01 per month.